What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com My name is Sean Sheehan and I am back with another edition of The Betting Show With your top 5 bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts And we're London Central this weekend as Cage Warriors goes down on Friday night And on Saturday night the UFC brings the octagon back to the O2 in London With a big heavyweight clash in the main event, on a card that is, it's not a bad card, you would expect a little bit better for one of the biggest countries, uh, and one of the biggest cities in the world, and one of the busiest cities in the world, I suppose, uh, but there's a lot of local talent, and they're in some good matches, so we won't complain, we won't complain too much about it, um, the Cage Warriors card the night before, I have a preview up for it, you know, in terms of matchmaking, in terms of quality, I... That's right up there, I think, with the UFC card. It's very, very good. Obviously, the the very top might be a little bit different, but I think the uh, the level of future UFC fighters that are on that is uh, is massive, and it's very, very interesting card as well. So, um, massive weekend for UK MMA, and uh, we'll all be tuned into it, I, I suppose, on uh, on Friday and uh, and Saturday. Before we get to next week, though. Let's look back at last week, and anyone who tuned into last week's show <laughs> will be fairly happy tuning into this week, because we hit all five bets last week. The first time um, I have done it this year, anyway. Uh, I did. I remember I only started keeping records at the start of the year, but I think I might have done it once before. Uh, before I started keeping records at the start of the year, but this year I fit. Uh, three and a flyer, maybe two or three times. I've hit, you know, uh, I've hit four out of four and missed the flyer, but this time hit four out of four and hit the flyer. So absolutely fantastic week. Um, just to recap the bets, uh, Amir Ali Akbar at minus one nine six. I said I thought that price was low at minus one nine six. I actually think it went down a little bit. I saw some on the comment section yesterday, and so I leave your bet for this week in the comment section below. Let me know uh, what you're betting on, and, and I'll reply to you below there. But someone said it went into minus one eighty at one stage during the week, so I could I couldn't believe that price. Great price there. Bon Matt did exactly what I predicted he would do. Took the fight to the ground at stages and was able to win the fight there. Uh, plus two four two. What a bet that was! I kind of had two half flyers uh, this week. We'll get the other one in a second. Norma Demont minus one four three. I think that price actually went in a little bit as well. So you could have got a little bit better than that. You know, dominated the fight. Pretty easy win for her there. As did Sebastian Pibish, who got the finish. I gave him inside the distance, uh, minus 200. And then uh, Bueno Silva, plus 300 to win inside the distance, uh, which she did in the second round against Holly Holm for the Flyer of the Week. So overall, um, our record has improved because of that 47 of 94. Overall, 47 of 94. And 11 of the 24 Flyers of it, which... uh, I, I think that's phenomenal. I think 47 of 94 is, you know, par for the course. Although I do give plus money bets most of the time. So I think I think that's pretty good. I, I love if someone, I, I actually have all the bets and have all the prices. I'd love if someone actually went back and saw, like, let's say you put, I don't know, you put a 10 quid on every bet for the whole year. Would you be up or down money? I, I probably need to do that myself sometime. But that, I feel like that's extremely time consuming. If anyone out there wants to do it, give me a message and I'll, I'll send you on all the bets. But, uh... You definitely be making money anyway in the um, uh, in the in the flyers because nearly half of them have hit, and more uh, you know all of them have been over you know plus three hundred ish, uh, and some of them plus you know five hundred plus seven hundred. So delighted! I'm actually really really delighted with how this year has gone in terms of the tips. Um, 
I, I wasn't expecting to do this well, to be honest. And long may it continue. So let's go and look ahead to next week. I've gone with two bets from Cage Warriors and three bets from the UFC. I'm going to start off with uh, I'm going to start off with a bet from uh, from the UFC. Um, then I'll move to my two Cage Warriors bets, and I'll finish off with two from the UFC. And the first bet I'm going to go for is, and I'm surprised to see this price. Honestly, it's Shauna Bannon at plus. 120 in her fight over Bruna Bruna Brazil. Now, when I was, you know, I was kind of preparing myself for this. I went and looked at the odds, and you know, sometimes you're you're expecting someone to be a certain price, and they're just not that at all. And usually it goes the other way. Usually you're expecting, oh, maybe this is even money. You know, maybe they're minus 120, and then they turn. I was like, oh, you know, they're minus 275 or something. But I was expecting Shauna to be. Not a sizable favorite, but you know, I'm looking here. Bruno Brazil is minus one fifty. Shauna's plus one twenty. Um, in in a couple of places, I see she's actually plus one twenty five here. Uh, in another place as well. But I was expecting her to be that sort of favorite, and maybe a little bit more of a favorite, just because I suppose. Um, Bruno Brazil has been a little bit exposed uh, in the UFC in terms of, and when I say exposed, I mean we kind of know what kind of a fighter she is more than I suppose a lot of people would know with uh, with Shauna. Um, but that's not the case, and these are the odds here, and I think it's it's pretty good odds. Now, uh, this fight is is an interesting one to break down because. You know, Bruna Brazil has been doing good stuff until her last fight. You know, she'd won, what, like seven in a row or something like that before that and got, you know, a few finishes in there, a few submissions and all of that. And then she kind of met Denise Gomez and she had problems. You know, she she got knocked out in the end. We saw good Denise Gomez was last time out then as well. But I think, look, if you're looking at this fight and you are um, aware of the way Sean Bannon fights, I think you're kind of like, oh, this is this is a good match for Shauna. Now, d- does that necessarily mean she'll win? No, but the reason I'm picking her, the reason why I think that's a good price, is twofold, really. First of all, I think Bruna Brazil will want to strike with Shauna, right? And I think she want, Bruna Brazil wants to strike with everyone. I think that's the way she wants to fight. And if you were to go and look at Shauna's Invicta fights, especially... You know, and I'm lucky I'm here in Ireland, so I've seen the ones outside of the Invicta fights as well, you know, because, uh, and maybe everyone doesn't have the privilege of, of doing that because, you know, not everything is widely available. Although I do think that they're probably on YouTube, I suppose. But the Invicta fights are the ones that most people would see. And in those Invicta fights, uh, you know, for la- large periods anyway, Shauna was doing a lot of wrestling and grappling. You, you'd almost be forgiven for thinking, oh, Shauna, she's a bit of a wrestler, is she? But she's not. You know, she is a a point-fighting taekwondo kicker, striker. You know, her sister, she was out with her there a couple of weeks ago. She won, I think, a bronze medal in the European uh, point-fighting championships. It was like she was on the news and everything after winning. That's where Shauna comes from. That's the background she is. You know, she, her um, her father had her and her sister, and uh, he was he was a trainer himself and loads of other people as well, obviously, uh, in the gym when she was really young, and that's the way she wants to fight. But she's went to the gym where Paddy Hoolan was, and we all know Paddy Hoolan from his stint in the UFC, a very good all-rounder fighter, but a very good grappler and a jiu-jitsu guy uh, um, to boot. And she has learned that, and she's brought that into her game, and she's used it in her game an awful lot as well. So the point there, and, and why I say twofold is, well, if Bruno wants to strike with Sean, Sean has been striking her whole life, and Bruno's fighting that kind of point 
fighting style. And Sean has a very, very high level point fighting style. I think she's won, you know, championships all over the place. And her, her dream was to go to the Olympics. And it was, it was politics more than quality that stopped her from, from doing that. And look what her sister is doing now as well. She is well able to fight in that style. Plus, if she needs her against Bruna, and she has shown that she can change things up. She can take the fight to the ground and she can fight there as well if needed. Now, as I mentioned, Bruna, you know, she's she will want to strike, but she has a few submissions and stuff. You know, she's a few guillotines and different things uh, on her uh, on her records. But when you do see guillotines, it's usually, you know, you're getting taken down and you, <laughs> and, and you catch on the guillotine. So, um I just I think it's I think it's a good matchup for Sean if I'm being honest. Now uh, it's only a good matchup if she can make it a good matchup, and if you know Bruna is a better grappler or if she is a better striker, we'll see. <sighs> Look, they're both fairly young in their career. You know, Bruna's only what eleven, twelve fights. Sean is only five fights, so there could be big changes, and big differences between what has happened recently and what has happened now. But from what I've seen out of Sean and what her background is. This is this is a matchup I think that's kind of made for her. Um and I see that price of plus one twenty. I think it's a good one. You know, I really think it's it's a good price for plus one. Now maybe you said there's a bit of Irish bias there or whatever, and maybe there is and we'll we'll see. But it's one of those bets and, and people who watch this show will uh will know I'm consistent with this. It's one of those bets that you take now because you'll never get it again. Right? So it'll either be if Shauna get was in there and loses, it, 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 you know it, it it'll go one way. But if she goes in there and wins, this sort of fight against this sort of opponent, she'll be minus two fifty for the next time. You get me? You know, if she goes in there and said dominates or gets the finish or you know wins a good unanimous decision, it could be very different because Sean is going to do nothing but improve uh, in her upcoming fight. So. Yeah, I like the price. I'm willing to take the chance at that price. Look, we'll throw in a little bit of Irish bias there as well. But um, I'm going for Sean and Mama B. Bannon in our UFC debut to get the win at plus 120. Right, um, let's get to the Cage Warriors bets and let's look at the two of these. And you know what? I'm going for two old school Cage Warriors uh, veterans to get the, get, get the wins here. And the first one, uh, I'm going for... James Webb in the main event. Um, again, another one I was kind of surprised to see the price of. He is the underdog at plus 110 against Mick Stanton, who's minus 150. Now, James Webb is the challenger. Mick Stanton is the champion. Mick Stanton put on a great display in his last fight, but the two of these lads fought a couple of years ago, and James Webb won. Now, it's been very differing. Uh, career paths, I suppose, for both of them since. For Webb, oh god, how, how long ago was it? it, it like it, this fight seems like it was a long, long, long time ago, but it was only in 2020, you know, and it was kind of the 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 the, the March Madness, if you want to put it that way. It was really mad, and he, you know, the Craig White win after that, but then he lost two in a row, and then he came back with the Paddy McCarry win. But for uh, for Stanton, it's been uh, you know, it's been a little bit different. He's had a lot of fights since that fight. He lost two, won three, lost one, won two. You know, a lot of fights there, you know, culminating in the, the title fight against uh, against Will Curry last time out. Now, I think that Will Curry fight will either show... Look, depending on how you analyse this fight, you can easily argue that he will either win this fight because of that or he will lose this fight because of that fight. And I'll tell you for why, right? So... 
Right. We'll go back to their first fight. Webb and Stanton, 2020. Webb took him down over and over and over and beat him like that, right? Webb actually landed a beautiful knee to the liver uh, at the start of the first round, I believe it was. It was, yeah. Um, and hurt him on the feet as well. So it wasn't just wrestling, but he wrestled him and he won the fight because of his, his wrestling and his stop game and his good shots landed, right? So that's grand. We go to Mick Stanton's last fight against Will Curry back in March. And he won that fight despite the wrestling. So Will Curry took him down over and over and over. But he was able to get this lovely Kimura sweep. It's a very unique fight. If you want to see a fight that you don't see very often, it's on Fight Pass. Go back and watch that Will Curry against Mick Stanton. He kept turning him over, landing on top, getting out. Because he was using the kind of the Kimura sweep and getting out all the time. But the thing about it was Will Curry was getting on top. He was getting takedowns. He was like, he had the ability to take him down. So, and why I say you can either say he'll win or lose this fight because of that. If he's able to sweep Webb uh, all the time like he did in that fight, he's, you know, he's a great chance. He'd probably do the same thing again. But if he gets taken down all the time by James Webb like he did in that fight, you would think it's going to be very hard considering that's how he lost the fight the same time, uh, the same way the last time. And that's kind of the way I'm leaning. I think, like, it's all well and good um, finding yourself in a bad position and making the best of it. It's better to not get yourself in the bad position in the first time, uh, in, in the first place. I was reading, what was it? I was reading something the other day. Um, what is it? A, a smart person finds solution for problems. A wise person doesn't get problems in the first place, you know. And I, I think, I think that's where we we kind of are with uh, we make Stanton here. But like, you know, he's if he is able to keep it on the feet as well, he has vicious power. Like, and he, you know, when he gets on top, he's good ground and pound. <clears throat> I think it's all about. It's all about, look, it's all about the takedown here. I think pure and simple. If Webb can get him down and get, and well, not just the takedown, but the, the takedown and the ability to, to get the top control. And you know me now with my top control, but bear with me. If Webb can take him down and control him on top, I think Webb has changed his game over the last while too to land more shots when he gets on top. So we won't be talking about just top control. If he does that, he'll win the fight, I think. If um, the height and hammer stops him from doing that, he, I think it'll turn the fight the other way but I just think Webb is very heavy on top very good on top like sometimes Webb's biggest issue is actually getting the fight to the ground uh, but if he can do that against Stanton who's still even in his last fight showing that that is an issue for him I think it's advantage Webb and honestly I'm surprised to see that price like Webb he can strike as well sometimes we forget that I was talking to, to Brad about that if you haven't checked out the preview yet please do but um He's well able to strike, well able to strike, uh, if he chooses to do it. Uh, but I do think it'll be it'll be fought that way and it'll be won that way. So that is it, straight up plus one ten for James Webb in the Cage Warriors main event. Uh, the next bet I'm going for is is a, an interesting one because I actually think this bet is. I think it, I, do you know what? I think it's a great bet. I think it's a great bet. I'm going for Matters Flaminas against Daniel Skibinski in Cage Warriors. And Flaminas is plus 120. Now, I've come on here a few times and talked about Skibinski and talked about how good he is, right? And he is a very, very good fighter. But in Cage Warriors so far, he's had a tough enough time of it. Now, he beat Omiel Brown last time out. Absolutely good performance. 
but before that he lost to Jimmy Wallhead, lost to Justin Burlinson now. <sighs> Jimmy Wallhead, Justin Burlinson, what did they have in common? Well, they're the last two opponents of the champ right now who's, well, the ex-champ, I suppose you call him, who's gone to the UFC, Reese McKee. So he's fighting at the very, very top level. But Matters Filminas, I think, is the very top level there as well. And I think he could very well be fighting for a title in his next fight if he wins this for the vacant title. Like, he's beat Ben Elliott a couple of years ago who's fighting for a UFC contract in a few weeks. He beat Jesse Urholland who's fighting against, funny enough, Emil Brown this weekend. He beat Mick Stanton who's the champion at the weight class above. He beat George Hardwick, who's the champion at the weight class below. He beat Matt Bonner, a former champion. He's beaten some unbelievable fighters. Beat Alexi Mantekevi last time out as well. Another of, of Reese McKee's former opponents. You know, the only guys to beat him over the last few years are, are people who have held the, you know, either held the championship uh, in it or, or someone like Carlo Pedersoli Jr., who is, you know, a very, very good fighter as well. Like, I think that Oban Elliott fight and the way he fought in that fight is how he's going to have to fight here again, I think, against Skibinski. Like, we know, if you know what Skibinski, if you've watched him, you know what he's like. You know, he is a guy who, <coughs> he's not the biggest finisher in the world, but he's strong and he's tough and he'll, you know, he'll, he will put it on you when he needs to put it on you and he won't make anything easy on you. But you have to do, I think, against a guy like Skibinski is do exactly what Flaminas does. Meet him in the middle, push him back and take the initiative. And like, that's almost simply why I'm picking him in this fight. I think he'll be able to do it. I think he'll be able to get the odd takedown. And this is a massive fight as well for Flaminas. Like, Skibinski is 32 years of age. He's had loads of fights. He's been around... But for Flaminas, he's 35 now. This is it. I think this is kind of the last... This is the last run of his career. And, like, he is someone... Uh, with all the names I called out there that should have been a reigning champion in Cage Warriors for a while or should have been in the UFC, should have been talked about getting the UFC. He's almost, you know, taken too many hard fights to do that. But I I, I believe in the way Skibinski... Uh, that... Um, Flaminas fights. I, I like Skibinski as well. I think he's a very, very good fighter. But you put the two of them in there, you put this big challenge in front of Flaminas, and I think he'll be able to rise to the occasion. I really do. And with that, you know, I, I think sometimes with Skib, uh, with Flaminas, if he has something kind of in front of him, like after that, um, that uh, Oban, or coming into that Oban Elliott fight, it's like, well, this guy... You know, he's this big prospect. Jesse Holland, this guy is this big prospect, and he you know, takes him down. Now he has the, well, the title is there. The title is there. All I have to do is take Skibinski down, let's take him down, and I think he'll do it. And that's why I'm going from plus 120, the, the Latvian Express, to get the win over Daniel Skibinski. Right. Last couple of bets here uh, from the, uh, the UFC. Bet number four. I'm going, uh, I'm going for a bet in the main event. And I was very surprised, actually, when I saw this price as well. Now, maybe others aren't, but I... So, the, the bet, first of all, I'll give it to you. Bet number four. Asmal versus Tibura over around and a half uh, at plus 140 is the bet I'm going for. Now, so, what does that mean? The fight has to go more than seven and a half minutes, basically. Either guy can win after that and go to the decision. Whatever happens, your bet wins at seven, and seven minutes, 51 seconds. Or uh, 7 minutes, 31 seconds even. I'm going with a uh, numerical rather than time there. Um, 
I, I, I just have a feeling that this fight is going to be a little bit longer and a little bit maybe maybe not tougher than like a walk in the park for for Aspinall, but like you know, Tibore is a guy who's been finished a, a few times, right? A few times in his career, um, he he's been finished inside that mark. I think only once in his career, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not as if he's getting knocked out early all the time, you know. And I'm looking here, and Charlotte, it is only once he's been finished inside a round and a half. You know, he lost to Volkov, he lost by decision. Uh, Sakai did knock him out in the first round, but it was the second round against Shami. Derek Lewis went to the third round, he went to the fifth round with Verdum. Johnson, it was the fifth round, fifth round against uh, Stefan Puitz back in 2015. So yeah, only once, right? And... Like in fairness, now Aspinall has been getting lads out of there quick, and it's all first rounds and second rounds and all of that. But you know, a lot of those lads uh, until he came to the UFC were were, and even you know a few fights into the UFC were, were always going to be out of there like that. I I think this one, as I said, I think this one is going to be a little bit longer. I think it's going to be one where Aspinall is going to have to find his feet after that big injury. You know, he's, it's funny because, like, he's coming off of a loss as well, which is like, he feels like he hasn't lost in the UFC, but, you know, he won't want to put back-to-back losses together because when we think about it now, it's like, ah, well, it wasn't really a loss, you know, it was an injury. But, like, when I'm reading out his sure dog record here in four or five fights' time, I'm just going to look at, oh, he lost two fights in a row then, and if it happens. So I think you have to be a little bit more careful when that's the case. You know, you want to go in there and test out the knee and all of that. And I'm sure he's tested out in training as well, but it's not, you know, it's not the same. Could there be that extra little bit of, of ring rust coming in there? And like, and I, I do think with Tabora as well, like you look at his fights and a lot of them are long. Last three fights in a row all went to uh, a decision. You know, he had a three fight stint in 2020. All three fights went to a decision. Now he's a fighter that fights a little bit longer. He has you know, 12 decision fights in his career. For a heavyweight, that's an awful lot. Now, you can look at the other side of it and say um, Aspinall has none. But I, I do think this one will go a little bit longer. Now, I'm not betting for this to go to a decision. Don't forget, it's only over a round and a half. <laughs> like, could Aspinall get to, to finish in the second round or in the third round? Yeah, absolutely. And it's five rounds as well. Don't forget that. So when you're fighting a five-round pace, you do have to fight a little bit differently. So... I, I like this bet. I, re- I really do. Um, usually, look, usually you're talking about heavyweight fights and you divide this, uh, you divide this uh, bet like the plague. <laughs> but, you know, but I just think for the, for the, the reasons I just gave, it, it'll either be a stupid player or a smart player by me and I'll admit it next week. So we'll, uh, we'll come back and we'll see next week. All right. Bet number five, the flyer of the week. Um... And uh, honestly, I went back and forth on this one because I had a few different bets. And when we get to the recap, maybe I'll get into them in a second. But I'm going for Andre Muniz to win by decision against Paul Craig. Uh, and I know my guy, John, John Brannigan, will absolutely kill me for picking against Paul Craig. But he, when you look at, you look through some of the prices and you see that he is plus 400. To win by decision, and I like that bet an awful lot. And the reason I like it, right, is because Craig to win by submission is plus three fifty. Moon is to win by submission is um, plus uh, uh, one forty, right? And 
I think it'll either be one of them wins by submission or they kind of like, you know, they, they dull each other out, that type of thing on the ground, and it will go along. Now, if that happens, right, so, okay, so, this is why this is why it's called the flyer, right? So, first choice, what would it be? I actually think, I actually think this is my first choice, to be honest, but close to that first choice is one of them getting a submission. But, like, I, I'll say it again, if, if, if they kind of do get to the fight to the ground, which I do think they will, and one of them's going for submission here, one of them's got they're both very good on the ground. I think Muniz is like more the old school kind of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, you know, technical jujitsu, I suppose, than Craig, who's a bit wild with it. But maybe is he more likely to catch a submission? If he if he is more wild and more likely to catch a submission, will that make Muniz a little bit more defensive? We've seen in the past Muniz has gone in there and has um taking the foot off the pedal a little bit and you're thinking like okay go to the next level and get the finish here and he hasn't done it a few times that's the sort of thing i'm looking for right and i'm looking at i, I what i think is going to happen here and this is uh, look if i'm picking this straight up i'm picking mooney's to win by uh by decision straight up and when that bet is plus 400 i think that's a good flyer um i think mooney's will have an advantage in the wrestling i don't think paul craig will necessarily need to be pulling guard and stuff in this fight. I think Muniz will take him down, will get on top, maybe take his back a couple of times. Now, Craig is is often there to be finished, but it's usually with ground and pound and stuff like that. And, you know, when people do go to finish him with ground and pound, he, he'll catch him. But, like, Craig, you know, he's not too far away from Scotland. He'll have a, a, a large fan base here, I would, I would guess. And Muniz, I'll say it again, he is a guy who will take his time. He won't rush with that big crowd against him as well. I, I like this one to go a little bit longer. You could, you know, you could hear the, the commentary going, uh, oh, it's top control, back control time here and all of that. And we might be having one of those arguments. Or on the other side of it, let's say neither of them want to go to the ground or, or Mooney's won't let it go to the ground. I think he'll win striking as well. So two fall there. I like Mooney's. I like the fight to go a little bit longer. Mooney's to win by decision plus 400. All right, those are the five bets for the week. Let's uh, let's have a look through and uh, look look at some of the prices on on both of the cards. Um, look, there's uh, I suppose a merry-go-round of one forty-five in Cage Warriors this weekend, uh, and all of them are kind of big enough favourites. Vucinic minus uh, six four nine, Harry Hardwick minus four hundred uh, in there. Uh, where is Sharia? Sharia is minus two fifty. You know, I think. That they have that right there. I think they have that just about right. And Luke Riley minus four fifty as well. Here's the bet for you. How about a parlay of all four of them? And I'm I'll do this on the fly here now. We'll we'll see what the price of that is. So Vucinic, uh Riley, Charrier, and Hardwick. The parlay of the four of them is plus one. Four seven, so maybe you know a little bit of an interest there. Not a great look. A four four, four leg parlay and plus one four seven is not something I would ever advise. But if you want to, you know, throw five on if you an extra bit of interest in cage wires. I don't think that'll be a bad one <coughs> there at all. The the fight I'm looking at, a price I really like as well. One of the bets I didn't give. Jesse O'Hullen minus one seven five. I do think he will beat Emil Brown, but that is. That's my maybe fight of the weekend even. I absolutely love that fight. Um, I like him there. So that's one bet uh, that I would throw out there as well. Uh, let's take a look at the UFC. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, the main event, 
Obviously, we, we spoke about the uh, the prop bet for that, but the straight up betting plus three fifty for Tibora, plus or sorry minus five hundred for Tom Aspinall. Um, we, you know, the overs, the unders, are very interesting. Like oh, I love that over uh, one and a half rounds, a plus uh, one forty. If do you want to push it a little bit more, over three and a half rounds is plus four hundred. Could it be? 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 I don't know. Um, I think that's very interesting. Artifact to go to decision is plus 700. I do think it'll be a little bit longer. That's that's just my taking it now. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but um, I like the fight starts round two as well was the other bet I was looking at. Uh, and that's minus 110. And you know what? I really like that bet. The fight starts. You know what? Can I, I, I can't change it. I have it recorded now. I can't go back and change it, but I, I liked, I even like that bet a little bit more. You're not risking too much. Fight starts round two, minus 110. Love that bet altogether. If you fancy the knockout, uh, Aspinall is actually minus 150 to get the knockout. That's, I, I like I like the Aspinall by submission bet, plus 250. I like that, I gotta say. Uh, Tibora submission plus 400, plus 550 for the knockout for Tibora. Sorry, no, the Tibora is uh, plus 1600. For the submission, I'm looking at him inside the distance is plus 400. Aspinall inside the distance uh, is only is minus 350. So Jesus, Aspinall massive massive favorite here to get the the job done. Um, Wooden Feely Wood big favorite minus two two five over Feely plus one seven five. It's a bit of a step up again. Is the weight class right for Nathaniel Wood? I I question that. The last time, although he did get the finish in the end, I wouldn't bet him on that price. I wouldn't. I, I think he has the quality. I think he's a better fighter than Andrew Feeney. I think he's a top quality fighter. But I just still have questions over featherweight for uh, for Nathaniel Wood. And let's uh, let's see on that one. McCann and Stalyarinko. Um, Stalyarinko, the big issue for her is going to be making this weight. Um, can she do it? You know, can she do it? She fought at one forty-five, hasn't she? Yeah, she she was fighting Ch- uh, Chelsea Chandler last time out, who we saw fighting at one forty-five uh, last time. Um, she's hasn't she missed weight? At, or she, it was actually one forty catch weight after she missed weight at one thirty-five. Now she's down at one twenty-five. Let's uh, let's stick until Friday before we see this one. It's a massive fight for Molly. We haven't heard much from Molly since the last fight when she lost Aaron Blanchfield. Um, you know. What has she been doing? Where has she been training? The mental side of it, Molly, is always a massive thing that she always talks about. It's another one I, you know, when you're when you're betting on it, I would be avoiding that one. I I don't I don't think uh, I don't think either of them are a great bet. I honestly minus two fifty on Molly, no way. Plus two hundred. If Sally Rinko makes when she looked good, that plus two hundred changes. Like, but I wouldn't be betting on this until um uh, until Friday. I wouldn't even be looking at it. Uh, straight up price for Muniz and Craig minus two two five for Muniz plus one seven five for Craig. I think that's just about right. Uh, ZM and Herbert. Herbert is he, Herbert's now the underdog. That is, I'm pretty sure change. It has opened at minus one two five now plus one twenty seven on a couple of books. So that has changed an awful lot. I like him at that. If you can get him, get him in plus one two seven, I would take him at that. I see in one book he's plus one forty five. Joy Herbert. John Herbert's a good fighter. I, li- I like him in that fight, and I like that. For me, one of the best fights of the weekend is uh, Josh Coolabow and Lerone Murphy. Murphy, um, in England, is is the favourite. Uh, obviously, Coolabow coming over from uh, Australia, um, plus 120, minus 150 for Lerone Murphy. I do like this one to go long 
Fight goes decision minus 175 is the one I got for there. I honestly don't know who's going to win that fight. I really don't know. I think that's a high-level fight in a very good division between two brilliant prospects. That's one of the fights. If you are uh, if you don't know what to, to look out for in this card, that's what to look out for. I'm telling you, Davy Grant is, is an underdog against Daniel Marcos. Davy Grant has made money for a lot of people before, and he might do it again, plus 120. Love the Alvarez versus Jacasey fight as well. Um, minus 200 for... Alvarez plus 163 for I, I Do you know what I like here? I like the um, I like the over two and a half rounds at minus 110. I think this one's going to a decision. Um, I like... Do you know what? I like Jacasey at plus 163 here as well. I think he's going to wrestle hard against Alvarez. Now, Alvarez is good on the ground as well, but... Um, I don't know. It it depends what Jacasey shows up as always. If... A1 best Jacasey shows up He beats almost everyone in the division I think He's brilliant when he's at his best But he's not always there So um, Yeah after that we do, we have a, a pick and fight Between Roberts and Parsons I'll go with Roberts in that one I like Barez against uh, Jafel Filo um, in, a, in another close fight Mick Parkin has been training With the best heavyweights in the UK He's plus 130 Interesting price there Brian Barberina and Mukadov Um I'm surprised they put Barberina in here. Odd kind of matchmaking. Massive underdog. Minus 333 uh, for Muradov uh, against Barberina. Plus 250. Yeah, Pinny Kinzad against uh, Vieira. I do think Vieira will win that. And I like the price at minus 163. Kinzad plus 130. I think that's too close. Uh, I think Chris Duncan. I like her as well. Uh, him. Her. Him as well. I was thinking about Sean Bannon uh, at minus 150 and that Sean Bannon price as I gave earlier at plus 120. So yeah, that is it. Those are the bets for the weekend. Let me recap my bets for the weekend. James Webb and Madras Flaminas over Cage Warriors plus 110 and plus 120 respectively. Sean Bannon opening up the UFC card plus 120. Aspinall and to go over a round and a half at plus 140 and my flyer of the week is Andrea Munoz win by decision at plus 400. Please bet responsibly. Don't go mad. Don't go overboard. Have fun with it. Let me know your bet in the comments section below and enjoy the fights this weekend. From Sean Sheehan, from Sherdog.com. We'll see you all next time.